What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. This is the Troubleshooter Show. Help, I need somebody. Now, Tom Martino, the Troubleshooter. Help me if you can. All right, welcome to the show, the only show of its kind. We are here to solve your problems. Answer your questions and take your complaints. 303-713-TALK, 713-8255. All right, we have a lot to talk about today. And uh, this hour brought to you by Frank Duran, therealestateman.com. He is the man of the man of the hour. That's Frank Duran, therealestateman.com, 303-920-1622. Okay, well, we all went through the Black Friday, right? We all went through a record-breaking Black Friday. We all went through... We're all going through the small... They, they make up stuff. Small Business Saturday. Who the hell ever heard of it? Did you ever hear of it? Did you know that Small Business Saturdays? I heard of it. Never participated, but yes, I have heard that. And then today, Cyber Monday. Uh, You know, really, I think they all run together. Cyber Day. Every day is Cyber Day. Uh, I really am shocked that retail did so well. Uh, because of the Macy's died, they said they they had a picture of Macy's and it looked like a ghost town, Tom. I know Walmart and other places did great in general. AM is going to die just like the newspapers died. Not as complete. I think supermarkets have stay power, even supermarkets though, for non-perishables. Well, they're all perishable, but you know what I mean? For the non-immediate perishables. Uh, I don't know. Life is changing dramatically, but I love it. You see, I do love it. I'm one who embraces all of this. It has made my life extraordinarily organized and easy. And for an anal retentive person like me who is obsessive and compulsive, technology makes everything perfect. If my computer is in place, everything else. But have you noticed that people who are hoarders become digital hoarders? Did you know that? Do you know what a digital hoarder is? Here, let me give you an example. You remember how Foxworthy said, you're a redneck if? You're a digital hoarder if you download a program, install it, and leave the remnants in the download folder still. In other words, the installation program and all that. How many people download stuff to their download folder, and then they make a copy of it, or they do it, and they leave the original download in the download? Downloads get giant. I know you don't think that's a big deal. Or when you uninstall a file, now this is for mostly the PC crowd, you don't really uninstall it. Not technically. You still have the dynamically linked libraries and all of this. Now, you may think this is all, Tom, come on, leave me alone. It's it's Cyber Monday. You're boring the hell out of me. No, what I'm saying is this. Your computer gets heavy with use because it accumulates junk. What about a desktop? Did you know that when you have stuff on your desktop, it's taking computer power? It is. Then how many things automatically turn on when you log into your computer? I know I'm sounding, okay, I'm going to stop because it's sounding like I need to take meds. What I'm saying is computers are only perfect if you use them perfectly. 
if you don't, you're going to become a hoarder just like you are in real life. Danny's got a problem he wants to talk about. So let's get to Danny. Uh, Danny, what is happening, Danny? Yeah, quick recap. So my grandmother was part of a telemarketing scam. Yep. A well-spoken person for a change instead of kind of being obvious and a foreigner was uh, contacting her multiple times and kind of using lingo that fit the whole Social Security kind of office and what kind of things that, you know, terms they could use. Yeah, so anyway, bottom line is, bottom line is (laughs) she fell for something, 10 grand missing from her bank account. You know where it went, but nobody would investigate because it's such a small thing. Why wouldn't they investigate? Because nobody investigates this stuff. Not unless it's on a massive, massive scale. No, anyway. you were dead on. You were so, dead on. I mean, it sucks. the information you already provided helped. What did you know, we told you the, where to go to, to file complaints? But I said I doubted anyone would really help. So well, where do we stand today? Where do we stand today? We're able to get the routing number. We're able to prove it to the. Do you remember what I said? If you can get the routing number and you can get the, uh, the account number. You can become a fraud just like the rest of them. What the hell? You can go into their account and steal if they have money in it. And I meant that, by the way. People said, are you kidding? And I said, no, I'm not kidding. I'll steal from them. No, that's exactly right. Did and, you do it? You know, changing the banks was I said I would do it. I, I don't want to encourage thievery on your part. But did you try to tap their bank account? They wouldn't give us the draft. Who would? The account number. Who wouldn't? The bank. You just said, hold on, you just said, if they cash an instrument, on, if they cashed a check, you can get the canceled check. And on the back of that canceled check, you will see the routing number and account number I went to. Only the routing number, no account number, and the bank isn't giving us any more information. Your own bank won't tell you which account it was deposited into. Why won't they? Why? What, what reason do they have? Because it's part of fraud now. So they don't want to release any and more every, details until they finish account, it. Okay. You were just defrauded. Does your bank give a damn you were just defrauded? Yep, that's what we told them. You know them. what's amazing? <laughs> they, they, shouldn't, they shouldn't have said anything at all to the bank besides, I, I don't know what the hell this is. Then they would have got the money back. They admitted they right. did something is the problem. Yeah, that, we're that's getting true. more support from the bank it went to than the bank it came from. Okay, well, how and about the bank it went to? The, the bank it went to, where is it? So it's Dolores State Bank in Cortez, Colorado. Will they tell you which account it went to? They will not, but what I told them is any information they need, and they need to look at this because they are being used to do fraud. Well, so there this, might not be private information they want to give me, but I told them. Well, will they cooperate with? Listen, will let me just tell you this about Vector Bank, which by the way sucks. Vector Bank would not cooperate with police when someone cashed. How much was it? Fifty grand on us? It wasn't fifty grand. Was it fifty grand? But it was Vectra, checks. by the Here's, way, not Vector. Oh, I'm sorry. It that's was, okay. It wasn't Vector. It's Vectra. Vectra. Okay, that's what I meant. Here's what happened. On a Friday afternoon, two people went into a Vectra branch, the same branch, on a Friday afternoon, a half hour apart with checks. The checks were so obviously, obviously fraudulent 
they went in for 50 and another for 20 or something like that, okay? They went in a half hour apart. No one asked to see any ID or anything. They cashed it. Now, they put the money back in our account. But we wanted to know who did it because we had reason to believe it was an inside job, which turned into an inside job. In other words, somebody gave it to somebody who gave it to somebody. We thought maybe an intern or someone. But here's the point. We could not conduct an investigation because Vectra would not cooperate. Now, we're victims. They wouldn't cooperate, not even with the police. Vectra Bank does not have your interest at heart. Vectra Bank sucks. Vectra Bank did give our money back. But listen to this. They said pending investigation. What investigation? Vector doesn't investigate. The police don't. They don't cooperate with the police who are investigating. So this is just what you call bullcrap words, bullcrap words, just words they give you. Oh, pending investigation. So I said, in other words, when will you conclude the money is really ours? They, to this day, have never closed the case. Never. Not. Nah, nah. Now, I know what you're going through. The, the banks suck. Okay, that's the bottom line. Banks suck. And especially... Well, with fraud. They do not punish fraud. Vectra Bank does not cooperate. The police didn't they found didn't they find the ultimate thieves I thought Mark, didn't they? I don't think so. I think they did I, without the help of Vectra. But Vectra Bank is just one of the many banks. What bank are you dealing with that won't let you have the account number, the bank your grandma banked at and I hope you you close the accounts and move banks, right? US Bank that was U.S. Bank. Okay. Did you move out of U.S. Bank? I'm doing that right now. What do you mean right now? I, you had completed. days. Are you kidding me? I, Danny, I told you. Once they have her I account know, number, I it's know. not going to stop. I know. They, it didn't stop. They contacted her Friday. No, well. no. But what I'm saying to you is, did you, you even if you close the account, do not reopen an account at the same institution because banks will disregard the fact that you closed an account and they will go into the new account for an instrument of, of cashed on the old account. Danny, when I say this, I, why would you even wait a day? Does she have any money oh, in the I'm bank? Not. What do you I'm mean not, you're not? You already did. Power. Wait, you already waited. <laughs> no. Danny. I don't have the power attorney to get it done myself. So oh, I okay. To go through my mother who kind of has to follow more traditional timelines and being overwhelmed. Okay, so I'm trying to I get it. I get it. Too, but Danny, your grandma right now is in danger of losing every penny without her cooperation. Yeah. Without her cooperation. Yeah. yeah, I'd be going down there myself and talking to all these people in person if I could. So it wasn't a thousand miles away. But here's, you know, the kicker, them contacting her, trying to ask her for more money and act like that same person, just like you said. They're going to try to come after more, and they have, and they haven't gotten anywhere with it. Yeah, but hold on, Danny. They tried to do it with her cooperation. They can do it without her cooperation. I predict if that money is not moved within two or three days, every penny will be gone. You're going to call me back and say you were right. You have to tell. Do you want us to call your mother? They And listen, you can't just open an account in the same bank. I am not fooling. Once they have the account number. And the routing number, that's all they need to take money from your account. Is everyone listening? Do you know how people guard their Social Security numbers? They guard certain things, but they don't guard their banking information. They give a check to someone, that is public information. But this is something everyone should know. And damn it, why don't people realize this? 
Right now, if you want to do an experiment, if you give me your account number and routing number, I can take any amount of money you have in the bank without any question whatsoever. This is what the new world has brought us. I don't need a signature. I don't need authorization. I don't need a PIN number. All I need is your account number. And your routing number, the money is mine. Now, you then fight with your bank on whether you should get that money back or not. But I will never be punished for it ever. Right now, all you crooks and thieves, take a check. And if you have an account number and a routing number, and of course, I don't really mean this, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to point out the folly of it all. This man, Danny, I know he says he's trying to work with his mom, but it's not true. Because right now, if his mother's home was opened, the door, with a sign, take my money, they would go over there and stop it. But right now, that's what's happening. This is what's happening in our digital world. Money is there for the taking. I don't know why someone robs a bank when they need a few grand. All they have to do is get an account number, and the money's theirs. Hey, I'm Tom Martino, your troubleshooter, 303-713-TALK, 713-8255. Okay, I'm just going to say it. I'm agitated. All right, and you know what agitates me? I don't know what agitates you. What agitates you? know what agitates me more than anything? The feeling that you, when you can't find something. That is my irritating feeling. Now, to compound that problem is when you think it was stolen. Now, I love nothing more than finding something after I thought it was stolen. And then I say to myself, thank God my my faith is restored in mankind. But I have a feeling that my Bose earbuds were stolen. Yeah. Sorry. I just do. I found these great new Bose headphones. They were just lying around the office. You know, these bows are noise canceling. You put them around your neck. You know, it has that hard, what is? what do you call it, the neck thing? It's not where the wire goes around it. The wire does, but it's in a, It's like a spring steel thing, you know, covered plastic. What do they call those collars? I love it's noise a collar. canceling, though. I love them. I couldn't deal with that. Noise canceling technology is remarkable the way they do it. What they do is generate, they sample sound and then generate a counter signal to the digital fingerprint, which cancels it. It's amazing. Let's So Danny's, Danny's grandma, what do we do? What, what is the follow-up? We don't have a follow-up. I don't know. Let's just move on after I ask Danny, why would you call today, Danny, other than I'm so pissed that this happened to your fine grandma. I'm really pissed, and I'm pissed that no authorities will get involved, even when you have the bank account number. Did the FBI say they would get involved or not? No. They just won't. Is what I want to know how to get to do something. Here's how they would get involved, though, if some rich, uh, rich suburban housewife was paying to get her kid in school. The FBI will get involved, but not for real crime. I mean, not that that's good. You know, I'm just listen. Even contact the FBI. Did you contact him or are you just BSing me again? Like you didn't do the deposit transfer. Did did you? contact the FBI because you didn't close your grandma's account and open a new, you didn't get to another bank and open a new account and your mom didn't do that. So here's what I want to know. That's a good question asked by our deputy doc. Did you literally uh, call the FBI and file a case? 
You no, did. my mother contacted him. Did, oh, wait, did your mom actually open a case and say, we have the number? I'm going to talk to his mom. I'm going to talk to his mom. I wonder if CBI handles any of this. I don't, you know, I'm sure they do. But but why is crime unpunished? I remember Foot Locker had, oh, maybe. It was something with feet in it. There, there was there is there fleet feet, athletic foot, foot athletics foot. I don't know, but anyway, I remember there was on camera, on camera, a clerk taking a credit card, not returning it. Then there were transactions made on that card. It was on security footage. The store took no action, and I don't remember what the name of the store. But it's one of those with foot in it or feet. The store didn't take any action. Authorities didn't take any action. You know why? Because there's no theft. You want to know why? Because it was restored by the credit card company. Everyone decided not to prosecute. It's totally unpunished. So the woman takes the card and makes other charges. Those charges are given back to the consumer. So the consumer is not a victim, they said. The credit card company was the only victim after all, not even the store. So the police couldn't investigate. And then we call the credit card company. They say no. Uh, we don't get involved in that. And I said, well, then who does? And they said, well, you know, uh, we have basically they didn't want to tell me this, but we have certain uh, uh, parameters. In other words, they just accept fraud. And that's why we all pay for it. I can somewhat understand that, though. Yeah, I know what you mean. I am so pissed. If it's over 15 bucks, what are you going to do? Pay I am pissed. Pay well, it was way more than that. But I'm just pissed that crime goes unpunished. Digital crime goes unpunished mario what's going on and everyone out there hey listen it's not my fault if 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 you go out and become and live a life of crime i don't want people calling me say well you're giving people ideas okay mario what do you think what's happening with you hey tom i just wanted to uh share a brief experience uh that i had with uh online uh, credit card what happened fraud. So uh, I noticed a charge on my Home Depot credit card. Yes. Uh, you know, three hundred fifty dollars, something like that. It wasn't a it wasn't a huge amount of money, but you know, it wasn't just like ten or fifteen dollars. So it, it was an unauthorized purchase. I the only time I ever shop at Home Depot is I physically walk in the store. Yeah. So I so I obviously you know call up customer so, service. Right, and, and you say this is fraud, and what do they say? Exactly. So uh, <laughs> the first per- the first person I spoke to, well, you know, well. We'll, we'll credit your account, et cetera, et cetera. Right, so, so now you're no longer a victim, but you're pissed off because you want you want crime punished. What happened? Exactly. So I eventually speak with uh, someone in the corporate headquarters, yeah. and, uh, you know, I was being, you know, polite and businesslike, et cetera, you know, you know try, try not to get too mad about it. So uh, the person I spoke to, I explained to him, I said, if someone used my credit card to buy something from your store, you mailed it to a specific address, and I wanted to get the information of what that person's name or right, right. Okay, address so was. What happened? Well, uh, you can pretty much uh, answer Nothing. the question for yourself. Nothing. They, they wouldn't share. They wouldn't right. share the information right. with me. I wanted to file. I wanted to file a police report online. Right. Can't do it. Can't you do know it. exactly. Listen, I. You don't. You know. It's so effed up. It is so crazy. Okay. You know, they just see this cost of doing business. That's all. Well, I know, but it isn't. It isn't. It's crime, and unless it's punished, it's going to keep going. So listen to what happens. Okay? So Steph and I are in California. 
we're, we went out to visit. I went out, you know, we went out to visit family. And so we go to this expensive, we're just browsing, you know, in Malibu, this shop. I say expensive, they're all expensive, right? So we're just browsing. I'm sitting outside on the bench holding the dog, just sitting outside. And I see a guy walking out. Think of how you carry a stack of magazines, right? One hand on the bottom flat, one hand on the top flat, like a sandwich, right? Okay. He walks out with a stack of shirts like that, folded up. Now, he was so nonchalant about it. Big, tall guy with a red ski hat, tattoos, and and a white tee. He's so nonchalant, I think, oh, he must work there. And he really, literally, a stack, the stack was about a foot, a foot of shirts. He walks out, walks up the street, and I say, oh, they must have another store. And he's, like, stocking that store. That's how nonchalant it was. Then he keeps going and going, and I thought, hey, Steph, I think I saw somebody just walk out with a stack of shirts. She says, sir, sir, she says to the manager, I think you just got a shoplifted. And she says, uh, he just saw it. And I said, yeah. And they said, I said, did you sell a bunch of shirts? No, we haven't sold anything all morning. We're new in business here. I said, well, that guy up there with the red ski hat, you see him? He has a stack of shirts. They go tailing after him, running like hell after him. So I, they didn't get him. He got away. But man alive, that, that's how bold people are. I don't like, I just don't like fraud. I hate it. Did I, did I take Mario already on this? I'm sorry. Yes, I'm Tom. I wasn't sure if you were done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, nothing happened. He said, just like we thought. Danny. Uh, oh, no, Danny, you're the one. So, Danny, here, get your mom. We're done with Danny. I want to talk to his mom directly. I don't have faith anything's going to happen without talking to his mom directly. Okay. While we're on a topic of help, Integra Insurance. Okay. I can't stress this enough. We have until January 15th to get insurance for some people it's december 15th if you want a start date of january 1st okay we all want and need some kind of health insurance right it is mandatory although they took away the fines here's the point don't do it alone integra will never charge for their services it's built into the fees you pay and you don't save by going directly to insurance so they're having a help center until 4 o'clock today. You call our help center, and they will help you with your insurance choices and tell you what you should do. If you have any kind of health insurance, including Medicaid, and you want to check if you're still eligible or Medicare, they can help you decide between Medicare Advantage or Medicare A and B, which is normal, along with a supplement. Also, they can help with drug plans. They do all of the insurances for us. They help us tremendously. 303-771-HELP. 771-4357 until 4. There's a little more urgency when it comes to Medicare disenrollment in Medicare Advantage. Why, Mark? Ends December 7th. That's right now, basically. Oh, not the 15th. It's no, the, the 7th. 7th. I'm sorry. I said the 15th. That's because those changes have to take place on the 1st. So remember, 771-HELP. Hi, Tom Martino, your troubleshooter. Genesis Total Exteriors. 
Um, what did he send us an email, Mark? He wants to make absolutely roofing, sure. roofing, roofing. Well, not just roofing, but uh, wind damage. He he says, look, there's been a lot of wind and a lot of damage, and people don't even know sometimes that they had the damage. If you even have one shingle missing or loose, sand gets up underneath it, and it can really deteriorate the roof. So he wants to let people know that you need to be on top of it. GenesisTotalExteriors.com. And it's important because of the wind, not just hail. So if, even if you didn't think you had it, he'll come out. They'll do free inspections as well. If you suspect you have any damage, 303-679-8509. And he's got an office in Colorado Springs now. 679-8509. Uh, okay, so what were you saying? Oh, we have the mom on. Okay, I said to Danny, Danny, I want to talk to your mom since she's the one that basically... Um, is doing these decisions and and has direct contact with your grandma. So that's why we have her on. Let me just sum it up very quickly, okay? Very quickly. Pat's mom was ripped off for 10 grand by someone. She sent a blank check to or something. Bottom line is they now have her account number and the routing number. And something I wanted to get through to Pat for her mom When you have someone out there with your account number and routing number, they do not need your permission, your signature. They do not need your approval to take money. The fact that they called her Friday, I don't know why they would call and ask for more money because they can do it on their own. Maybe they're stupid, but they're going to find out if they probe enough that they can take more money. So, Pat, I wanted to let you know your mom's money is still in danger. Did you know that? Yes, I do. Okay. Do you also, did you close that account? I've been dealing with the bank. It's been frozen, and all the other banks know different branches. Why wouldn't you close the account? That's one thing that befuddles me. Why wouldn't you just close it? When there's automatic withdrawal on Social Security's checks. Automatic automatic deposit, you mean, right? Uh, automatic deposits of Social Security, yeah, and then also automatic withdrawals, say that are set up for a mortgage. Oh yeah, yeah, or yeah. A Medicare supplement. It's, it's a hassle. You're right, Pat. It's a hassle, but it really should be done. And here's the thing: you don't want to hear. If it's not done, even though you think the freeze will protect it, it won't. And I'm going to tell you something else. And and Pat. Even if you don't believe me, I'm going to clear my conscience by saying I told you. And then later on when it happens, at least I knew I warned you. Even if you close that account and open a new one at the same bank, U.S. Bank, automatically, if something is presented to the old account. Right. And I already know that nothing is dealt with at that same bank. Uh, I've already conquered that. Oh, you are so smart. Thank you so much. I wanted to make sure of that. So that's frozen. And when you do have a new account, it's going to be at another bank. That's great. Absolutely. And, you know, it's so this is sad. Does your mom is your mom senile or is she pretty with it? She's pretty with it. What do you think happened, Pat? It's how they presented themselves as Social Security Administration. Oh, my God. And so many people are being hit yes, by and this. that's what they do to the elders. Yes. Now, And just to add a few things yeah. to when you're hit with a situation like this, yeah. 
uh, even though you may call uh, the the police immediately or whatever, and then it's turned over to a detective. They don't do anything. Well, hallelujah, that's what I was just going to say, because I've been dealing with this since November 19th. And because part of this situation is out of jurisdiction because of where the the check was mailed from here right, to uh, right. another city. Everyone has an out. Local police say it's not us. State police say it's not us. The, they all say the FBI. The FBI says, well... You know, it's not going to be us because we don't have a lot of fraud. They don't investigate single cases like this. That's what's unfortunate. Pat, no, they you're... don't. And, and I've also been told that once you report a fraud, you might be number one that day. But then if somebody else calls in, you're number two. Then you end up being number six or number 12. Or... And here's the other thing. Unless they have massive numbers of people ripped off by the same source, they don't investigate I'm telling you, Pat, this is we we, we masquerade um, or they masquerade like they're doing a job. And, Pat, you know, as well as I do, you're you're feeling it that did you ever realize how easy it is to commit crime and get away with it? It's they even know the bank account. They won't go after the birthday. The FBI knows. Right. They know the bank account. Did you tell the FBI you had the bank account it was deposited to? <laughs> did you tell him? I haven't talked to the FBI. Oh, wait a minute. Your son said, see, I said report it to the FBI. Did you, why didn't you report it to him? You know, Tom, I have been working nonstop from the day I get up until I go to bed or till I collapse. Hmm. Okay, this is not just one subject of elder abuse, it's two. What's the other? I'm the other. Oh. Oh, Pat. Okay. But Pat, the and FBI. Now, now, wait. To the FBI's defense, your son said they didn't do anything. Well, nobody called them. You got to call them and give them. If you tell the FBI and you say, listen, the Denver field office, we. That's the Colorado Bureau. Okay, right, right. Right. You. Well, no, no, not CBI. You can call them, too. But I would call both. And, and it's very simple. My mom was ripped off by a company. And they have it. It's a they cashed a ten thousand dollar fraudulent check for nothing. They identified themselves as being with the IRS. Just tell them here's just tell them this before you say you can't do anything about it. We know the exact bank and account it was deposited to. And you you give them the routing number. If they go to that bank, they can make the bank tell them what what account it was deposited to without a subpoena. Yes. Well, no, no. Here's what they do. No, they simply ask the bank. The bank will tell them it's not confidential. It, it, you know, because it's on every check you write. It's not that coveted. Now, the if they really wanted to play hardball and the FBI had to get a subpoena, they don't even. It's it's not really a subpoena. It's a search warrant. They can find out the account number very easily. But they will investigate, I think, if nothing more than to see if other people were ripped off. When I said the FBI does nothing, what I mean is in individual cases of fraud, they will seldom go after it. But maybe this person has done it to many others. But if nothing else, if you get to the right person and say, please help us. This is in Colorado at a local bank. You can go there and get the person who benefited from this. What excuse would anyone have for having money wired to their account? 
So yeah. I would definitely, Pat, uh, Suzanne, can you ha- really get to Pat and give her the number or something? We need to help these people file a complaint. Can you believe this? The son was saying, oh, mom took care of that. Mom's saying I'm working day and night. God, maybe I should get to grandma's name. I mean, this sounds like a, like a windfall. This is for you, Daddy. Hi, I'm Tom Martino, your troublemaker. Actually, we say troubleshooter Tom Martino. I've been using this for years and years, and here's the bottom line. You better truly help others by telling them about us, because do you hear how many problems we have on a daily basis and some of the repeats? But it's just extraordinary how many people we help. Millions of dollars. Now, don't forget our help center going on through 4 o'clock today. Any health insurance question you have, and if you need direct help, deciding with Social Security, the Medicare part, whether you want A and B with a supplement, which is good for some, and a drug plan, or maybe the Advantage. And do you know with Medicare Advantage, there's something called Silver Sneakers, which pays for your health club memberships almost everywhere? Oh, they have so many programs. Call Integra Insurance. There is no charge for what they do to you. You know, it's built into the price uh, uh, and insurance, and you don't save by going direct to insurance companies. In fact, you'll pay more. Usually you pay more because you don't know what you're doing. Jack's got a probate question. I'm Tom Martino, 303-713-TALK. And we're going to get a hold of our attorney for that, which is uh, our estate attorney. And then War's got a question about a roofing contractor I'll take right now. War, what's happening? That's a weird name. War, is that your name? It is. Good morning to you. How do you spell that name, War? It's W-O-O-R. It's an acronym. My dad took family names, wrote down one below the other, and picked the first letter off of them. We want to get started on out. Now, we want to get started on your problem, and I understand it has to do with roofing. Yes. Uh, what, what's the name of the company? August. What's the name of the company? It's, um, I sent you the contract. All right, you hold on, and you will tell your whole story right after this. This is the Troubleshooter Show. Help, I need somebody. Now, Tom Martino, the Troubleshooter. Hi, Tom Martino. I am your Troubleshooter. Welcome to the only show of its kind anywhere in the universe. I have so many great things to tell you about, like OneClearChoiceStores.com. No matter when it happens, if you have a problem, you call them for emergency service, a broken spring, anything wrong with your garage door, OneClearChoiceStores. But what I really love is their excellent service and their inspections, uh, free inspections for Martino listeners. If you mention the Martino special, and that's if you are suspecting something or you just want to know your garage door is in great shape. I don't mention that enough, but these uh, these free inspections are adjustments and hinge bolt tightening and safety checks and I just like, I love these people. They're good people, the best garage door company in the world when it comes to certain doors they specialize in. 720-370-3987. Uh, 720-370-3987. I, I want to help you any way I can. So War uh, said, uh, W-O-O-R, unusual name. His name is War. He said um, he contracted to get his roof done. I got the contract now. I wanted to look at it. And I guess you got a very simple problem. They never came back after ripping everything off. Is that true? That is correct. Whoa. They, they keep telling me next week, next week, and 
and that's all what I get, and it's been months. Well, wait, you don't have anything on your roof? No, they pulled the old roof out, they put the plastic on it, and that's it. And it's been You like have a plastic now. over plywood? Correct. And oh, that's I've dangerous. No, you roof. probably have damages. Now, you I don't do, even have tar paper, been, what they call tar paper, it's not really, but you don't even have that black stuff over it, you have nothing except plywood and plastic. I, it's, it's a white plastic. Well, okay, but it's plastic. That's yeah. But if I picked up that plastic, there would be plywood underneath it. Uh, that is a, correct. Oh man, this is serious. Yeah. Why are they wait? Why are you waiting so long? Well, let me guess. Uh, let me guess. I'll tell you why. Because they already got a bunch of money from you, and they probably spent it. Exactly. They've they've already. Well, then why why would you do everything? Why would you do everything exactly the opposite of the way we recommend it? Why would you first do any money up front at all? And if you did, only when materials are delivered or work starts. But I don't think you're ever going to get your money back. How much did you give them? I gave him $5,000 at the beginning. And now he says, he says now he has no money to buy the roof. Is that right? That is correct. He's told me that before. Well, and the people this is a crime. The old roof, this is a crime. It is. And, well, and we should call like him. We sure should call him and let him know that he's committing a crime. He's admitting he spent the money, doesn't have it. And under the contra- uh, Colorado Contractors Trust Act, he is supposed to put that money in trust for the job to be done. I, I wonder if many contractors know about that. And, you know, if you do it intentionally, it's a crime. And it can be prosecuted. Even if you do it unintentionally, you're going to be ordered to pay it. So does he answer the phone? Uh, sometimes. Did he you call him, Dan? Deputy no, Dan, I did mean, you call him? Well, this is a legal contract also. Yeah, It's an illegal contract. What he means is uh, in, by the state of Colorado, and there's a roofing, uh, roofing laws that specify how the contract should be done. Oh, God. How did you find this guy? Uh, it was recommended to me by, I believe, a kind of a family member. Well, why don't you go to them then and ask them for the money? Uh, uh, no, I'm serious. They, uh, they've done that. They've done that. And uh, no, no, I'm asking you. Go to the won't... go to the family member and say you recommended this crook to me. I want my money back from yeah. you. What about it? It's what yeah. family member is it? It, it? It's not my family member. It's a contractor's family member. Well. Why would you do that? I'm just curious. You never met the guy before. You don't even know the person who really recommended him. A contractor's family member, and you paid $5,000 up front. Really, and I'm not trying to – you didn't call to get a hard time, and we're going to do everything we can to help you. But I I think the money's gone. Don't you think that, Ward? I I believe that, and I just want to give it a last chance and maybe get some lawyers involved. Because he should be penalized. It's not right for him to be doing this. I totally I agree. To do it for others. I totally agree. Well, don't do lawyers. It's a small claim. Can we get a hold of war anywhere? I mean, have you tried to talk to him? Let's try to call well, him right now. You tell him, here's Dan, a, if he doesn't come on and talk, we're, we're going after a criminal prosecution and we're going to destroy his business. Just tell him. I, I'm so tired of effing around with these people. I'm telling you, man, I am so pissed off today from people getting away with crime. If you listen to the show, yeah, we get some really good cases where we can help. And then there's just the frustrating ones. And shame on you. Shame on you.
for not coming to referralist.com. I'm just going to say it. You know what? People say, Tom, you know what? You're very, you dance around a lot sometimes and you don't really just say it like it is. Why don't you just tell people, you know, you should have used referralist.com, period. Why, why don't people just do that and protect themselves? Do you realize the responsibility I take for checking out these people and how much I check out people? No, and, and, and trust me when I tell you, Home Advisor does not do that to the extent we did not even close. Team, a Logan team or Team Logan doesn't do it. They're not bad people, but they just don't do it, period. Not like we do. And there's nowhere to call when you have a problem. We get everyone else's problems. We do it. We get the problems. And damn it, I'm, t- I'm tired of pussyfooting around. You know, don't go to next door and go by a recommendation somebody said to somebody who said to somebody who said to somebody who said. Or, or, or uh, what is it? Angie's List, which is the same as Home Advisor. Now, these people are not there to help you. I've been doing this 40 years, and you know what I've been doing. And you know what? If you're phony, you don't survive 40 years. Not with people slinging rocks and arrows at you at every turn, trying to destroy me. And you want to know why? Because I speak for truth. Screw this crap. I am so tired of these people. These people ripping off people and no one doing anything about it. And shame on all of the media for not going after these people. And I don't just mean doing stupid stories. I mean going after them. And don't relent. Now, this guy is a scumbag for sure. We know that, don't we? What excuse would he have? MCCS. The guy's name is Max Cordova. Max Cordova, 303-430-4166. He had to write in his he has to write in his name on the contract. Good. Let's talk to him. Now, let me just say this. I am shocked and also elated that Max will come on. I respect him for nothing else. I respect him for coming on. He's going to come on and talk about this. Max, I don't know if this is true, but this is what this guy said. I want you to hear it very carefully. He said, you took five grand from him and tore off the roof and put plastic over and have, have not done one other thing. But here's what really concerns me, Max. He said, you don't have the money anymore to buy the roof. Now, I don't know if any of that's true, but but because you came on the air, I'm going to give you total respect and time to tell your story, sir. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, that house. I mean, is, what uh, am I, is he talking because I can't hear him? Okay, so there you are. I'm sorry, Max. Go ahead. Keep going. First of all, uh, Mr. War is... Uh, airplane pilot. So he got this house over in Erie, and uh, he's trying to. Uh, uh, he got a good deal on it because it was a dog kennel. The lady that had that uh, died, <laughs> and they and they rescued eighty dogs out of that house. Mm. Okay, so um, my cousin, his name is Robert Ledger, was put like in charge of that. Yeah. Okay, so, so he had another guy there that was named Rick, and Rick, um, he was kind of the demo man. Well, he overexceeded what he was supposed to do, and uh, anyway, Robert called me and he said, "Can you come and pour the garage, uh, the basement floor?" What does this have yes. to do with the roof? I, I, okay, I I'm Rick, confused. I'm leading up to that. Okay. So we went in there and we did the floor, and he asked me, 
you know, can you do the roof? And I said, sure. So I called uh, Greeley Building Department. They told me that we didn't need to get a permit because it was just a re-roof. And I said, okay. Meanwhile, this Rick took all the face aboard off, all the soffit and everything else. So when I confronted Robert Ledger, he said, well, do you need the face aboard to be put on? And I said, yeah. So far, I have not heard one reason why you took $5,000 and have left his roof with plastic on it. Forgive me, I'm trying to give you the utmost respect here, but Max, where is the roof part of this, the the most important part? Okay, the most important part is that uh, after they got the face aboard painted and put on and stuff, I went over there, and we we got a dumpster, and we took the shingles off, and we put synthetic uh, 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 underlayment. We dried it all in. We wait, put wait, all wait, the wait, metal. Oh, 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 oh. It is dried in. Underneath that plastic, he has a dried-in roof? Yes, sir. It's Hold on. Sin- Hold on. War, are you lying to me? You said underneath that plastic would be plain plywood, and Max Cordova is telling me it's dried in. The only thing I've seen is that white plastic, and uh, and the, that's uh, above the plywood. Max, let's get the roof on. Let's get the roof on. That's all. No, hold on. Hold on. War, this is really important. Underneath okay. that plastic... Max, you're telling me you've dried it in. That roof is essentially complete except for the overlayment. You you have dried in. So underneath the plastic, Max, it's not raw plywood. No, sir. No, sir. Well, this is going to be easy. This is going to be easy because War got me all pissed off when he said you did absolutely nothing. Now, War, you had every opportunity to tell me. I asked three or four times what is underneath the white plastic. Now... You said raw plywood, zero protection. He's telling me it's completely dried in. So hold on. This this changes things a little. Now, he still wants a finished roof. I want his address. I'm going to have somebody check it out. I'm I'm not going to screw around because Max is saying uh, he he dried it in. War is saying there's plywood underneath it. Now, that's going to take about five seconds to figure out. And we'll figure out who is telling us the truth. And war, I have no idea why you would tell me there was raw plywood underneath plastic all this time, because that would piss me off, too. So, Suzanne, let's see what his address is. Let's get that address. And if there's a deputy, hold on, I have it on here. If there's a deputy near that area, let's see. Do I have the property address somewhere? I don't even see it on this stupid contract. Do you, Deputy Dan? It's not it's not on here. I'm Tom Martino, your troubleshooter, 303-713-TALK, 713-8255. Now, I want to be fair to everyone. First of all, it could be that he can only see it from the street and he doesn't know what's underneath that black plastic. He assumed, or white plastic, he assumed nothing was under it except plywood. So it could be that it's dried in. So War said that off the air. All he wants, though, is a roof. And he has every reason to want a roof. Now, I respect, uh, as I said, Max for coming on. And Max said it's all dried in. Okay, Max, uh, let's, for the benefit of the doubt, I doubt you would just tell us it's all dried in unless it is. This guy's up in Erie. If I have a deputy up near Erie, 
you can give us a call on 303-MARTINO, and we'll try to get you set up. But what I'd like to know, Max, is did you ever tell war, war claims that you told them you don't have enough money to buy the roof? Is that true? Sir, I have never talked to war personally. I've always talked to the guy that was in charge, Robert Ledger. And I never, never said. Okay. Hey, War. War. Robert Robert Ledger told me that he says he's out of money. Yeah, but you told me. You told me that Max said he doesn't have the money to buy the roof. And you couldn't get a hold of him. This is what I heard. I'm just. Okay. Do you have the money to buy the roof, Max? Yes, sir. So when do you Let's plan on, on when do you plan on putting the roof on? You, by the way, you can see his concern, right, Max? I mean, this yes, is sir. okay. Yes, sir. Uh, and let me let me add this to. I hope War is um, is listening. Yes. Everything that they told me to do, I did. I did the basement. I did the porch. I did the beam uh, across the living room, and. Uh, a lot of stuff, I went up there, and I helped Robert Ledger by giving him some pointers. And who is Ledger. who is Robert Ledger? Who is he? He's the guy that War has in charge up there. You mean of renovating the house? Yes, sir. Okay. So, War, Ledger is your guy, right? Right. I believe that's Max's cousin, because that's who recommended Max. Okay. So, by the way... Um, the guy, Legend, is he doing a good job for you? Ledger or whatever? Uh, I think so. Okay. And and uh, he's the one that told you Max can't finish it, can't afford the roof. He doesn't have the money to purchase the materials. Well, we don't. But he, Max just told us he does. Yes, sir. My commitment well, to get war in front of you and for the record, right. that, that roof will be done as mm-hmm. soon as the snow clears. I've talked to the supplier. And he said, naturally, I, we can't stock the roof if there's snow up there. Okay. So even even if um, it doesn't snow anymore, I'll send the crew up there, and we'll sweep the roof. Okay, all right. And I'll, ha- and I'll have the t- 28 square of uh, shingles put up there. Okay, listen, Max, I appreciate you coming on the air. Thank you. Listen, War, I would like to follow this up in a few days. Dano, can you put that down to follow up in, let's say, one week? Now, Rock, with American Restoration, he's a he's a great guy. And we use him because, first of all, the industry, boy, whew, riddled with ripoffs. And uh, Rock is, uh, what I say, one of the most reliable people, and he's qualified. So let's talk about what... Rock solid, right? Yeah, rock, that's good. Now, we had him go out on a job to inspect because we suspected that, uh, Suzanne, the bottom line was Cindy had a mold problem or she was told she had one, right? My understanding is she was told she had a mold problem, right, Dan? Because uh, I didn't take smelled, this call, right? She smelled dampness. She had a portable humidifier that leaked just a couple gallons of water, and she smelled dampness, so she called this company in. And what happened? The company said what? They said it would be at least a minimum of $1,500 to start getting rid of the mold and that the mold was toxic. Yep, and they tested it. They were the ones that tested it, and one, they found black mold and toxic mold. Wow. So that scared her, didn't it? Did it scare you, Cindy? I imagine that scared you, didn't it? Well, yes, that's what I called you. Yeah. So we sent Rock 
as the doc says, rock solid. He's rock with American Restoration. That's 8337AMREST. And uh, so we sent him out to take a look, and we're going to find out right now what he found. Now, Rock, we appreciate all the help you give us in this field because, as I said, when you uh, when you uh, contacted us and we contacted you, we talked about getting on the referral list. We said this is one area where people need a lot of help. Every day there are lies being told in this industry. What did you find? Um, yes, my findings were that um, – <clears throat> It was kind of the perfect storm for Miss Cindy. The the we, she showed me where the leak occurred, and from where the leak occurred, it, it pretty much hit concrete. And so, it, by hitting the concrete and then going, you know, going as she explained and what I from what I saw, the water hit the concrete and went right to the drain. It was kind of the perfect storm. Well, you know, the ceiling was perfect. About, you mean and, perfect? Perfect? No storm? Yeah. Exactly. She she didn't get her. She. So you're saying there was no mold? Well, let, let me let me finish. Okay. So I went. You know, so the water hit the concrete wall, uh, came down, went right into the drain. Um, there was no staining. I saw you know no evidence of staining. I saw no evidence of of any type of watermarks anywhere in two rooms where they where the original leak occurred and in the bathroom that was in question. Um, I, uh, I I subsequently looked at the. Uh, the laboratory report, it was from a credible laboratory. The, the constituents of concern were regular or everyday common dust and pollen from the outside. There were no, from the, from the laboratory report, there was nothing that stated that there should be any, uh, you know, bacteria or mold or constituents. Then why were these clowns trying to charge her 1500 bucks off of what, Rock? Wait, that was just to get started, right? That's right. And furthermore, furthermore, now, um, you know, I didn't see any evidence from the report or from my, my visual findings uh, that there was anything to be, you know, any, any suspect uh, mold. In other words, they, no they, they kind of made it up. Well, you know, I, 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 I don't want I, right. to. I will say, from my, the evidence of the laboratory report and my findings, you know, I did not see anything that was suspect. Now, Rock, you're no. very, you have a lot of taste. Rock is a good man's class because he doesn't want – listen, he's saying I'll leave all that stuff up to Martino and Major for name-calling and all that. All I'm saying is there was no visual evidence and there was no scientific evidence of any kind of mold, right? Correct. Furthermore, they did – you know, I said, well, if she – her question to me was that they wanted to do some type of um, air abatement or some type of – you know, a spray or mist that would kill the 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 the, the mold, quote unquote, kill the mold that they thought was there. Yeah. Uh, you know, my my I told Miss Cindy that um, I told Miss Cindy I said, you know, mold it's a, it's a contact thing, and there's got to be some elbow grease going yeah. going on. You know, so it's you got to cut, you got to rip, you got to you got to. So so even even the solution they recommended, it wouldn't have worked even if if it was real. Well, there's no there's no scientific body like the IICRC by yeah. you know that Rocket Associates is certified by, or like the state of New York, you know the the, the, the best yeah. standards out there that that recommend some type of air, just kind of you know right. 
friend. I wish you could because that could save everybody a lot of money. Yeah, what you're saying is when it grinds right down to it, even the recommendations they made for remediation wouldn't have worked anyway. It takes elbow grease. It takes scrubbing and, and cleaning and removing and and treating. So, Cindy, uh, bottom line, these people tried to rip your face off. I'd like to get their names and expose them right after this. Hi, Tom Marchino, 303-713-TALK, 713-8255. All right, we're solving problems, answering questions, and taking complaints. Now, um, so what do we do? Cindy was told she had a mold problem, toxic mold. They quoted her 1500 uh, which is very low, by the way. Really nice ripoffs. They, they lied to her but didn't want to take a bunch of money. No, but seriously, Cindy... The, the reward doesn't fit the crime. For them to totally lie about mold, what did they say about the 1500 They were going to um, fog the basement. Okay. They a big fog, and they said the house had to be empty for five to six hours. Yeah, they were probably going to go down and, you know, smoke a joint or something, or maybe just fart. But here's the deal. You didn't have toxic mold of any kind. And, you know, we went through uh, substantial uh, trouble to find this out. I mean, Rock, he went the extra mile, man. He's a good guy. They went scientific and everything. So you can rest assured if he says you don't have anything. And I I can't tout them enough for that. That that is a wonderful thing he did to put your mind at ease. And uh, I want to know this. Um, What's the name of the company that lied to you? Pure Maintenance of Colorado in Wheat Ridge. It's called Pure Maintenance? Yes. The reason I called them was because they did a fog, and I thought, that's not invasive. I won't have to tear everything apart. They did a so what? Called... Well, a f- oh, the fog, you mean. But wait, wait, wait. So they advertised this fog, Cindy? Yes, and that's the reason I called them. And we then... got to give them a chance to talk. Right. Dano, did you handle this to begin with? Who handled this? Okay, um, who should we have call? Do you want to call Mark? Or do you want uh, Suzanne? You want Deputy Doc? Let's see if they'll come on the air and have something to say. Yeah, let's call him uh, on the air first. Oh, they got great reviews. Let's see. Uh, do you want Deputy Doc to call Suzanne if you're tied up? Just let us know. Deputy Doc, why don't you go see her? Maybe we can have you call. And here, listen, this is very serious. Tell them we had an actual scientific test done, and they were totally lying about it. 303-713-TALK. Jack, uh, our attorney can answer this. Uh, we're going to get him if we need him. But let, what is your probate question, Jack? Well, here's my question. So, anyways, my my wife, uh, when her dad died, uh, he didn't leave a will or anything. And, of course, somebody did step up to the plate to uh, handle handle the, the probate stuff and the paperwork and who, stuff. Who did that? Uh, it was a it was a sister in law. Okay, so a sibling took care of the estate. What would you say that estate was worth? Well, I I don't know. Here's my but here's my question. Okay, and I don't really want to hear. Well, you can't do this. Lots of stuff you've been talking about. All yeah. kinds of things. How people are supposed to do things. But the thing is, you know, uh, cousins cousins and right. relatives. Right. Came into my dad's place and just started cleaning house on the place. They're not supposed to do that. 
<laughs> now, Jack, Jack, seriously, um, how long did they wait after the death? Did they wait for a will? I mean, did they wait for an estate plan or a probate? I mean, or did they just go no, right in? Uh, pretty, pretty, pretty much within about uh, a couple, two to three months, just went in and started cleaning out. Okay, but Jack. This is your mom, excuse me, your wife's uh, father. Um, were there other siblings, and are they the ones that went in? Who went in and actually yeah, started yeah, cleaning yeah, it out? Well, yeah, brothers. Okay. If there was no will, okay, everything would, without a will, go to the wife. And if his wife was not around anymore, does he have a wife? Yes, he, he did have a wife survive him. Okay, well, it would belong to the wife. Did they go in and just take stuff from her? Well, uh, she she moved in with the uh, with the sister in law. No, what I mean is this: when he died, his wife was living with him at the time. Uh, yes. And then the mom, your wife's mom, went and lived with one of her sisters. Right. And then while she was out of her home, people cleaned it out. Correct. Well, that's up to your mom, to uh, your mother-in-law, to take action if she wants to. It belonged to her. So if if she doesn't care, well, there's nothing you can do about it. Who did she want the stuff to go to? What did well, they take? Well, well, well yeah, but how? But if they, if they if he's still if he's still dead on stuff, how is he supposed to pay for the stuff? If he's still dead on stuff, but people have taken things. Well, this is what I need to know. I need to parse through this. First things first, Jack. Um, he, he didn't have a will, so everything went to mom. Now I need to know, what did they actually take? What are you most concerned about? Did they take vehicles? Well, uh, no, it's uh, no no vehicles. I mean, there's, there's still, there's still a, uh, a couple of vehicles. Uh, one pickup that still has a lien on it. Another one's completely paid for. But uh, as far as uh, what did they like, take? Uh, Let's tool, talk tool, about well tools, well tools, lumber, uh, some household stuff, some household furnishings and stuff. And, okay, uh, now are you saying the estate has bills against it because the wife would be responsible for the one she signed on to? But what bills well, would there be? Well, yeah, but yeah, but he he doesn't he he never had her sign because I do the I do the same thing with my wife. We, you know, we don't have nothing in common other than our house. Okay. So I, get, I don't know what you're concerned about. Are you concerned that the mom won't have enough to pay off bills that the husband left because she doesn't really have to pay them off? I mean, uh, in other words, well, she has to if she has an estate and they opened up probate, but that's what probate did. That's all done. I suspect they did it correctly. I don't know. Is probate closed right now? Uh, no, not as far as I know. It's still open. All right. Well, really. Well, I mean, I mean can, 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 I call the, can I call the law after these people for having taken anything? Well, it's no. It's up to your mom. It's up to your mother-in-law, really. It, she's the victim here. You don't get a say in it. I mean, does she think, does she know the stuff is missing? I, yes. Is she senile or is she pretty with it? No, she's she's still with it. Okay, well, it's up to her, Jack. Bottom line is this. Okay, let me just tell you. They took her stuff. And if this if this estate comes up short from paying his bills, now they don't have to pay him. They can send the truck back. 
They they can do whatever they want. I mean, she doesn't have to pay anything unless they're distributing money. If they're distributing assets, then they have to pay off these bills. But otherwise, they can let people repossess stuff. And if these people want to pursue uh, deficiencies against a dead man's estate, they can. But um, really, the mom is the one that has to complain about the personal property. She might say, I don't care what they took. They can have it. How how does she feel? I need to know how she feels about it right now. That's the important thing. If she says, oh, Jack, help me, they rip me off, that's another story. So hang on. I've never seen a diamond in the flesh. Hi, Tom Martino, your troubleshooter, 303-713-TALK, 713-8255. We have Blake Harris from MileHighEstatePlanning.com. Blake is our expert on estate law and wills and probate and everything associated, trusts and probate planning and asset protection and on and on and on. Okay, so let's ask, basically, um, Jack's got a good question or a good issue. Jack's mother-in-law died. She moved in with one of her children. How many siblings altogether, Jack? Well, my wife and, and three brothers. Okay. And it's not the wife that died. It's 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 my dad. That's what I... Oh, I'm sorry. I, man, Jack, your dad died. Right. And your dad... Hold on. Your dad died. I'm sorry. I had it all wrong. And you have how many siblings? Uh, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Why is this so hard? I'm just wondering. In other words, Jack, your mom, I'm sorry. I didn't know your mom died. Your mom died, and some of your brothers went in and took stuff, right? Right. Okay. So it's the same story. It's just I had the wrong mother. So your mother died. Some of your brothers went in and took stuff. And your mom. Was your mom married at the time of death? Hold on. Mom, her stuff was taken by some of the brothers. Because the the dad died and mom moved in with your sister, right, Jack? Uh, well, you have to think confused. My dad died. His wife is still alive. Right. That's right. His but, wife. But but, okay. but but my understanding from the sister-in-law, everything does not automatically go to her because he did not leave a will. Okay, Jack. Okay. First and foremost. His dad died. Was the woman married to him for more than 10 years? Yes. How long was she married to him? I think 23. Okay, but she's not his original wife, is that right? No. But they were married at the time of death, right? Correct. And you're upset because at the time of death, she moved in with a sibling, and the other siblings basically took a lot of stuff out of the house. Is that right? Correct. Okay, so now we have the correct scenario, which is what I thought it was, except I got the wrong side of the family. Now, Blake, he wants to know, isn't that wrong, first of all? And I said, and I, don't, I might be wrong, that it's up to her to lodge the protest because it's her stuff. Was it her stuff? Did it automatically, without a will, revert to her? So answer all of well, that, Blake. One question is, was the stuff 
jointly owned. If they bought it during their marriage and they used it together, such as the kitchen table, then yes, it goes to her without any need for it to go to probate. It's up to her what happens with it. If it's something that just your dad bought and it was maybe, I don't know, his gun collection that he didn't ever share with his wife, then that property would be distributed under his intestate Rule. So All right, and Blake, if you could, Blake, if you could, and you're on a headset, your your audio is terrible, um, and and we really want to hear you better. So, Jack, was any of this stuff just his, like collections or stuff like that? Well, uh, no, no, gun collections, but he did own a lot of stuff that he owned just outright himself. Like what, though? Well, I mean, he owned he owned uh, he owned tools, he owned pickups. Okay, but believe it or not. He, he didn't own it alone. Hold on. This is the Troubleshooter Show. Help, I need somebody. Now, Tom Martino, the Troubleshooter. Help me if you can, I'm feeling down. And I do Hi, I'm Tom Martino, your Troubleshooter, 303-713-TALK, 303-713-8255. We love what we do here. We want to help you any way we can. All you have to do is say help. This hour brought to you by RenewHomeInnovations.com. Renew. RenewHomeInnovations.com. Really, it's Renew Bath because that's what they do. They take care of your bath, but it's uh, there is a business called that, and these are much better because here's what happens. Renew Home Innovations goes in and and can do beautiful bathrooms and showers. I mean, these are awe-inspiring. The showers are unbelievable. And no maintenance on these, especially when they use the Serica, which is a Kohler product, a wall product. So anyway, if you want to find out more, 303-904-2000. Now, they have good, better, and best. They're all great. But they do have different qualities. If you don't want to stay in your home forever, you don't need to do the Bella Dolce, the beautiful shower. That's RenewHomeInnovations.com, 303-904-2000. Let's talk about um, this case. The guy hung up, and I'm sure he's frustrated, and I hope he's listening. People assume that if dad bought tools, they belong to dad. If you buy anything when you're married, anything, and there is not a specific agreement or titling otherwise, you can assume it's marital property. That's what I was told. Now, if you had something before the marriage, it's yours. If you don't throw it into the marriage and the appreciation of that stuff with the absence of an agreement would be marital property. Now, that means if you have an art collection, the art collection is yours. If it was premarital and it's specified, it's yours, right, Blake? And then if it grows in value during the marriage... That's marital property, right or wrong? I don't know, Blake. Yes, yes oh, right. All, okay. of that, all of that would be marital property, and it would be jointly owned as well, in which case the wife Hold would on. be the one to If it's it an out. art collection before the marriage, and I bring it into the marriage, is it jointly owned? No, if it's never retitled into the right. people's names. Only, the, appre- only the appreciation it, it, would be it, marital property. That would be marital property property exactly okay so what about this i know this guy was frustrated with me because at first i had her mother it's his mother but bottom line is this jack's dad died the brothers came in and took stuff from the house and i said look jack i know he's upset 
But it's not him. Well, he doesn't have an issue here. It's up to the mom. It was her stuff. The real question is, is it, are there other assets? Because if so, the house could, some of that could go to Jack. If it's, if they're not, if, if there's they a, if there's, the a, marriage, if there's no, if there's no will, first of all, doesn't everything belong to mom? No, not necessarily because it is a blended family. There's a child from a previous relationship. Tell me how it would work. So what would happen is the the tangible personal property, which is stolen, would generally always go to mom. The remaining house value, if the house is not jointly owned, if it's jointly owned, which it may or may not be, then it would all go to mom. But if the house is not jointly owned, it's all in his name, there's no trust, there's no will, then the property would be sold, the first $150,000 would be distributed to his wife, and then of the remaining property, it would be approximately 75% that would go to the wife, and then 25% of what remained would be divided among the father's children. That's interesting. So, if people already took personal stuff, what would happen? As far as the personal stuff is concerned, it's really up to, it's going to, it's really it's up to the wife. Now, he said, but it was dad's. He bought tools. But that's what I said before. Unless there's a specific agreement, anything you Correct. buy during a marriage is both of yours, even if it's your tools. Correct. If the tools were in the name of a business, if the father ran a business, or if it's a registered gun that's registered in the father's name, then it would be the father's. But generally, uh, the, pro- the property that I assume they're talking about would all be jointly owned. All is up for the wife to decide what happens to so it. So unless it's titled property, um, it's going to be both of theirs if they bought it with the absence of any other agreement. And, and even if it apparently looks like hers, like, for example, a necklace, it doesn't matter. It's both of theirs. Exactly. Now, what if the dad gave his wife a gift Does and, and a stepchild comes in and says, he gave that to my mom? Um, it's still probably going to be marital property. They own just about everything jointly. They, they live together. Um, I, I guess it probably could go either way. That's why people need to have a will or a trust to do away with all this stuff. Exactly. A little bit of planning ahead of time would have saved this family a lot of time and money. All right. Thank you. And and I appreciate all the information. And that's milehighestateplanning.com, 720-924-6171. I hope, Jack, you're listening. Your stepmom will have to make the claim for the personal property. The other stuff is going to be split according to law, and it's not going to be as easy as I thought. It doesn't all go to mom in a blended family. Blended families make things different. In fact, I'd like to have, I'd like to talk about blended families specifically with Blake at another time, because it's a topic that is probably more than usual. I mean, nowadays, in other words, not more than usual, but nowadays it's not an exception. It's probably just as common as you know, uh, unblended families. Blended families are very common is what I'm trying to say. We have a follow-up call on property management issue. I'm not sure what's happening here. Jeff, what is happening? And I'm doing a bad job of promoting our health insurance help center. Anything to do with health insurance, the people at 
Integra Insurance are standing by. Whether you have Medicare looking for a supplement or Medicare you want to explore Advantage, anything to do with Medicare, anything to do with even Medicaid, they can talk to you about eligibility. And then if you're looking for health insurance, they can help you. Don't try to do it alone. That help center is active till 4 o'clock today. And they're going to be specifically answering calls from our listeners. After that, you can always contact them at their office. But right now, until 4 o'clock, 303-771-HELP, 771-4357. And I have to tell you this. This is very important. December 7th is the deadline for people that want to activate on the 1st for some products and December 15th for others. So it's very short, a very short deadline. Uh, that's 303-771-HELP. Now, talking about property management, Jeff, where did we leave off? Uh, basically, that, that was mad, but uh, I'm mad for a pretty particular reason. What, what, are, you, and, what uh, are you upset about? I, I have the paperwork here. What is it? Now, we did we talk already? Yes. All right. What's the problem? Moment. What's the problem? The real problem is that they lied on an eviction paperwork so they lied on court documents and wow. now they're how did they to, lie how did they lie they uh put the that i owed thirty nine hundred dollars in past rent um but i had paid rent up to that point all right jeff but then, then let me explore this again you had a lease did you leave early or did you live out the lease no we left early and so I, all right I when how long did the pay. lease how long did the lease go jeff it was a year lease, and I was six months through. Okay, you were six months through. When would it have expired, technically? April of 2020. Okay, so uh, is that April 1st or the end of April? At the end of April. Okay, so what went wrong? You left, and wh- how are they cheating you? You paid rent up to what date? Up to August 1st, yes. So you and paid, you paid all is- of July. You did not pay August. That's right. Okay. Then what happened? We had, we had made an agreement once I paid rent in July that I was moving out in 60 days. At that point, the day after, they had filed for an eviction stating that I owed them $4,000 in July. Uh, that's not true. When and did they so file the they eviction? Had, July 2nd. Wow. And, and you made the agreement with them July 1st? That's right. And they weren't going to use it. Uh, according to the, the text messages I sent you, they weren't going to use it unless I paid them an additional $1,000 in fines uh, on top of what I had already agreed to pay. You were going to be out at the end of September. Is that right? No, you're out uh, September 1st, August 30th. Is our last oh, day. I see. Beginning. So you said we're going to be out right at the end of August. So you left at the end right. of August. But you did not. So the lease agreement. The lease agreement states that you pay two months. Uh, when you break the lease, you pay two months, and then they release you. But that's and two so months that in addition. Time. That's two months in addition right. to the time you live there. That's right. All right. And so I agreed to pay, pay that amount in the middle of August. Um, and but you did not pay for. Of- but you did not pay for August, right? No, not yet. Because I had agreed to give them one lump sum in the middle of like at the, in the middle of August, and they said that that was okay. I understand that. I understand that. But, Jeff, to make things really crystal clear, just really crystal clear, in your – you broke your lease. You were going to be out at the end of August. Therefore, you would have owed August plus two months. That's right. Okay. So what went wrong? They 
at the moment that I went to pay them, they increased their charges by over a thousand dollars. Why? In that two-week span. Why? Uh, they called it demand notice fees. Every time they had to talk to me or yeah. everything that they had to do, um, including charging me for the eviction. Is so there a reason? I I don't understand why they went through all this trouble. If you guys had an agreement in place, where is the agreement? that you had in place that said you could leave at the end of August and all you owed was two months. Where is that agreement? It's in the lease. That's included in the lease and exit paperwork. It says if you break the lease, you will be responsible for two months. That's right. Okay. So um, I want to ask, though, on this agreement, on this thing here, all these extra charges, um, why didn't you pay August rent on August 1st? That I, I want an answer to that one, just out of curiosity. Hi, I'm Tom Martino, your troubleshooter. I can see why he was very upset when he contacted us. I'm a consumer advocate, solving problems, answering questions, taking complaints. If you're listening to us online or anywhere else, we have a huge downloaded audience or audience that downloads us or streams. 303 Martino, you can call 24-7. It's also very important to say, very important to say that... uh, you can reach us at 303 Martino. And then the other one is the Insurance Help Center today till 4 o'clock. Please call this number if you have any questions on health insurance until 4 o'clock. Uh, Integra Insurance will answer any and all questions, even concerning Medicare and supplements and Medicare Advantage, um, eligibility for Medicaid, and also any other health insurance you need. They can help you pick one, and they do a great job. And the fuse is short. you got to get in there if you want to start January 1st. 303-771-HELP, 771-4357. I also have uh, Panacea Life Sciences with us for CBD stuff. We've had a lot of questions on that we'll get to as well, and I want to simplify that a lot. Uh, But here's the deal. I know why Jeff is upset now, and I know why he was upset with me when we were talking before I got this paperwork. He is being jacked around big time. But So so I want to sum this up. Basically... He was willing to pay the two-month penalty plus the last month rent easily. That's what he was going to pay. And then they socked him with tons of other bills. I mean, and, and what I don't understand is how do they justify filing an eviction when you had been up to date on your rent? What was the reason for eviction that you were thinking of moving? I mean, what was the, the actual filing date of the eviction? When did they actually file eviction? July. July. How, how could they? At that point, you were not behind in any rent. What reason did they give? They didn't. They just. They, they actually went to pay. the court. They went to the court and filed an eviction. That's right. When you were totally and my, up to date. And did you contest so the filed, eviction? Sorry, I filed a countersuit that said. All I want is for you guys to accept the money and leave me alone. Right. And so they dropped the case and are now coming back for more fees on top of that. Well, hold on. So they dropped the eviction. They dropped the eviction, but the wrongful eviction that they started, they charged you for. That's right. This doesn't make any sense. And your normal rent, your normal rent is eighteen twenty-five, and you are willing to pay the the two-month penalty as specified in your lease, 
plus the other last month you were there on August, and all would have been well. What, these other charges, there's no way they can get them. So what's going on now? Where does it stand right now? I don't see how they can just add. They, they have random charges here, just $80. What are these for? Or $50. 50 plus 50 the plus then there's another one for 80 What are these? Do they say what they are? No, $180 is legitimate late fees. $10 per day until the 18th when I offered to pay them. But... Uh, the $50 demand notice fee is a fee just for talking to them. All right, listen. And so every time. That- listen, landlords can't just do this. This burn management group, they're crazy. Um, so do, they took. what? Here's what I would do, okay? They Did they take your deposit and apply it? Yes. How much of your deposit? All of it. Well, well, I mean, how much was it? For 2000 they took all of the 2000 okay. and applied it to all right. what they said I owed. Now, here's what I would do. You owed, at the end, the 50-something in rent. I would subtract the two. I would subtract. I got it. And, and, and they would have 30. You would owe 3475 after applying the 2000 I would pay them that. Okay. And then, this is what I would do. I would do this. As specified in the rent, here is what I owe. And then I put down, this is what I would do, August for the last month plus late fee plus whatever. You're going to owe a little more than thirty four seventy five. There's the late fee for August. That's it. Then I would say minus my deposit, here is the balance. Then the rest is just up to you and a judge when they try to sue you for the rest. I would simply defend myself. Uh, y- you don't complicate your story, Jeff. You simply were willing to pay the penalty and the last month rent and even even the late charge while you were arguing. And they filed an eviction for no reason whatsoever, charged you legal fees, charged you every time they talked to you. I don't see how a judge can simply uphold these charges. They're ridiculous. We need to talk to Byrne. I, I don't know. I, I did. I left a message and I talked to an office lady. And what did, she uh, never called? Call okay. Back, right? We need to, you know, we'll try to talk to him for you, but this is crazy. Hey, Jeff, when did you actually get that security deposit letter? Because it's dated 10-1, which was within 60 days, but I thought you said you didn't get it till like November. November 18th. So he got it November 18th, but it's dated the 1st of October. Well, and that's pretty regular for them. They yeah, get, but here's the deal. I, if you want to split hairs over that, you can. But I, I would rather just make it easy for the judge. You can say, and on top of everything, they were late even telling me about the deposit. But, man, I'll tell you. Well, triple damage time 2000. Yeah, yeah, but that's a whole different battle on a whole different front. So he's got, in my opinion, it's too, you know, I don't know what you do. You, you, if you fight that and that alone, go ahead, fight it. If you, I don't think, and, and, and Dan, I really mean this. I don't think you can combine, combine those battles because I don't think any judge, they're going to rule for the landlord only because it's too complicated. I'm telling you, this is how court works. We don't want to hear this, but he would say, wait a minute, you're saying this and this and this, and then they didn't send this in time and you left early and... I'm telling you, in in my opinion, it's too much to do all of them. I would do one at a time, or one either one or the other. I would I would simply say, here's what I owe you. Here's the money. Once you pay that, 
then you can initiate the other one for the deposit in small claims court. The fact that they were late. But if it was dated that, you're going to have to prove. Did you keep the envelope? Yes. Okay. Dated November 18th. Well, guess what? Oh, wow, that is really good. So, Jeff, that's what I would do then. I would do the first one and send them the check. That shows good faith. Even though they might have to pay it right back to you. Then I'd initiate a suit for treble damages. So that's 2050 times okay. three there. That's 2050. Right. Yeah. You, you notified me late. And I know why I, I know why they're going to say they were late. They were saying they had ongoing discussions. But, and, but and then it, why did it date it in the first? The letters because the they're going to say they were they were meaning to send it out on the first, but they had ongoing discussions. I'm saying that I think the judge is going to rule you had notice in fact because you've been talking to them the whole time. That's what I think. But you know what? Don't let me decide. You know, do it. But the first things first, I would lay out the math in such a simple fashion that anyone can see it. People, I've told you this before, the people who win in court are the ones who explain it to the judge most clearly. It's not even necessarily the party that is right. A judge wants to see a clear and concise argument that he under that he or she understands. So I put what I owe, subtract the deposit, submit the balance. Once that's done, then take up a separate issue on the de- on the deposit. Yeah. Hi, Tom Martino here. 303-713-TALK, 713-8255. Okay, I'm trying to uh, get some people who have been waiting a long time. Remember, our help center on anything health insurance related is 303-771-HELP, 771-4357. And um, Nancy, go ahead, Nancy, what's happening? Uh, I'll be able to get out right Nancy? away and get you Hello? What's going on, Nancy? Oh, I got it. Hi, I hired a contractor to do a um, roofing and siding project. Yes, Nancy. And, and both of those um, uh, projects are on, are on the same contract. Yeah. He, and what's going um, on? He, um, so he took off the siding on, on November 20th in the morning, and that six hours later, there was a snowstorm. So the siding was taken off, and two-thirds of the Tyvax was put on. And um, so the upper third of the sheathing was exposed to water. Okay, so the Tyvek was only on the bottom? Yes, only t- on two-thirds. Partial and, Tyvek. Okay, so yes, were, was not, there water damage? Well, there, it was exposed to water. And for those listening, Tyvek is, is just a, it's a white, it's a very hardy, strong, nice wrap over plywood that they put on before they put on siding or anything. So um, so what's the extent of the damage? What need, what What is really wrong right now? Okay, so when they put the Tyveks on, they didn't put any sealers around the window, the door, or on um, on the corners. It was only one side of the house, 500 square feet, where they where they took it off. So there's been four snowstorms where there have been areas that have been exposed to a lot of water. And he won't take any responsibility for it. Um, I've asked him to give me in writing what kind of remediation he's going to do. All right, so did they, did they, well, did they put side, first of all, did your roof get done? Yes, my roof is done, and that's fine. And the siding, did they try to finish? Well, they, he, when Uh, Not the roofing, the siding. Did they finish the siding? To their, to their mind. I mean, I know, okay. No, he says that I canceled the contract. 
which I didn't. Well, okay, but they're still not allowed to keep your money. Well, he doesn't have any money yet. I haven't paid him. Okay, so they're claiming that you canceled the siding part of it. Yes. Okay, so what do they propose you do? Do they think you're going to hire someone else? For the siding, I guess so. So if I look at your house right now, it's still like that, partial Tyvek and partial paper, and that's it. There, there's Tyvax on the whole side of the house. They, they did put Tyvax on the it's, area. It's Tyvax, T-Y-V-E-K, just, but not, not, not that it matters, but just so people understand. So there's partial Tyvax and water damage. If a professional goes there, will they say, oh, you definitely have water damage? I think so, yes. Well, that's what we have to determine. We yes. really have to determine that first. Um, and if he's willing to walk away from that and not charge you for the siding is probably better that you get another company because right now you don't trust these guys anyway. Yes, but I'm concerned about the mold. I, I understand and, that. And, first and of all, water- first of all, mold is only going to be there with a constant source. So let me just explain this. Even though there are nuts out there that are going to tell you that your entire house is ruined and it's going to be ruined for life, it's not true. Here's what you deal with mold. If mold came from a one-time short-term exposure to moisture like this and you go in and remediate the mold and then uh, stop the water with, with, you know, putting the siding on properly, you'll never have another problem if that's the case. There, there, but what is in there already may not even be mold if it wasn't constantly exposed and had all of the ingredients it needs. Then even if it was mold, it most likely is not toxic mold. So the mold part is going to be a minor problem, if any. But you do have to make sure you don't have any, for sure. But you need to also find out, in addition to mold, what other damages do you have to replace the plywood? Uh, I don't know. We need an expert to look at your house to say, this is what needs to be done. If all of your sheathing needs to be removed and then put up new sheathing, or the top part of the sheathing needs to be removed, then that's what they're responsible for. But here's the deal. They're going to claim it was an act of God, and they're not responsible. They were not negligent. You better be ready for this, Nancy, because there is a very remote possibility that if they were, mo- if they were moving in normal you know, business, and they're, they're putting up the Tyvek, and it snows suddenly, and they had to walk off the job that they're not negligent. That doesn't that doesn't sound right to me. It sounds like they could have at least dried it in waiting for the snow to subside. What was it? What what are they saying? I know they're not saying, well, forget you. We walked off. The water's not our responsibility. They must have given you a reason. They didn't give me any reason. See, when he initially started, he didn't have a permit, nor was he licensed well, to that, do Okay, you know what? Even though, even though that's a big deal to you, that's not going to matter for your damages claim, okay? okay. I, I, know, I know you're trying to now what I call heap on the bad guy stuff, but it doesn't matter. What matters now, were they negligent? Were, did they cause the damage? Or was it snow that they had no control over? When did the snow come? That day, that hour, that minute? When? When did the snow come? Six hours after they took started the siding project. Okay. What, were they on the job when the snow came? Yes. Okay. What did they do wrong? Um, well, they didn't seal around the windows. But they were in the process of doing the siding no, job. No, they, no, no, they didn't. Well, they, they put the trim around the windows. 
but they didn't seal the Tyvex. Okay. They had they installed the siding already? No. No. Then they didn't seal. Then they didn't trim the windows. You trim the windows after the siding's put up. So what do you mean they trimmed the windows and didn't seal it? Well, I mean that they didn't put a seal around the, the Tyvek. Okay, I understand. Where the, where the Tyvek meets the window. Yes. Okay. They're supposed to, where it meets, they're supposed to, like, caulk or something around there, seal it, right? Right. Okay. But they were in the, am I right in assuming, but they were still in the process of installing the Tyvek. They install, here's how they do it. They install all the Tyvek, then they go around to the windows and seal them. Then they put on the siding, then they trim the window. Okay? So they're going to argue they were in the process of installing the Tyvek when the snow came, that they did nothing wrong. Yeah, that's, but they didn't, that's not how they did it. How'd they do they it? They put the, the Tyvek on. They just put the Tyvek on with staples. Right. That's how and it's then, put on. And then they've already put some of the trim around the windows. What do you mean that? they put the siding on. What do you mean they put trim around windows before the siding? You mean that the, the trim pieces around the... Are you sure? I'm positive. So it's still up there now? Yes. And Could all you, I have on my can house... Can you please take a picture? You need to take a picture of the windows that they trimmed out without siding. Please do that for us. I, I'm, I'm serious. We need an expert to go to your house. Well, that'd okay. be great. We need an expert to look at... Where is your house located? In Arvada. Okay. We need someone to look... And we need to pick one, Daph, before you pick one. Let's just decide on who. But I am really puzzled as to what they did. But, Nancy, you better listen because I don't think you're hearing what I'm saying about this. They may not have been negligent. Okay. If the snow came suddenly, it's an act of God. It is a storm. If people are working and in the middle of it, something happens it's it's not necessarily their fault now and and they don't necessarily owe you all new plywood if you're building a house for example and weather comes they're not responsible for every step of the way if an act of god interferes with them now in this case they could be negligent they could have said they could have maybe taken steps not to let the snow do more damage i don't know that so hold on Hi, I'm Tom Martino, your troubleshooter, 303-713-TALK. Listen, folks, you know, what I'm trying to make a, a, a point here, and this is really this is really important. Negligence is not just because it happens. Did they contribute to it if they to the damage to the house, if the house is damaged, and or did they cause it? Well, they certainly didn't cause it, but there's a lot to be considered. Should they have started the job if snow was imminent? Maybe not. Um, or was it... Was it not imminent? And then when they tore it off, it looked really bad, and then they had to get it back on. I mean, all of this is, comes into consideration. I can't decide whether, whether they were negligent. And then they claim uh, she canceled the contract. But, Nancy, do they feel they're responsible for any damages? For First of all, we don't know None. there are damages, but do they feel responsible for anything? None. None. Okay. And did, did her insurance company say anything? Did you turn it in? And that's a, that's who would really be responsible. Um, your insurance will pay for damages. This is a classic insurable thing. You know that, right? No. Well, no, my it wasn't clear. I I have a call into my broker. Okay. I haven't heard back. Now, from listen. Her. When did this happen? Um, the, the 
project started November 20th. See, the contractor didn't have a permit. It took him 10 days to get a permit. Nancy, Nancy, you keep saying this. And I, 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 I love, listen, I understand that. But as crazy as this sounds, if he had illegal immigrants working, if he didn't have a permit, if he didn't have the, it doesn't matter when it comes to the negligence part. Okay. okay? okay it just adds to it. Of course, you can mention all that, but you get a lot of people get screwed up talking about that, especially when it comes to breach of contract. The bottom line here is, did they cause damages to your home due to negligence the permit has nothing to do with that at all nothing um and i don't know why you keep saying it took 10 days i I, what difference does that make that's why yeah she's pissed so here's the deal though i don't want you to get messed up by hanging on to things that don't matter unless you said they tore off the siding and they didn't have a permit to start putting new siding up and waited 11 days because they didn't have a permit. And that's why it got damaged. Is that what you're saying? Yes. So they tore off the siding and waiting. The reason they didn't put new siding up is because they had to wait for a permit. Yes. I'm the one who asked them if they had a permit. I didn't realize when they first started they didn't have a permit. Now, this is way different. Hold on. This is way different. So the 11 days you're talking about. Your house was open to the weather. It still is. Okay. So why did they stop to go get a permit? I bet she called the county. Why did they stop in the middle? Because I asked them if they had a permit. Oh, shoot. You know what, Mark? That, believe it or not, this might be her issue. Hold on. Did you tell them to stop until they get a permit? Nancy, did you tell them to stop working until they got a permit? I don't think so. Why did they stop then? That sounded a little iffy. If they were working on this the whole time, why Uh would they suddenly stop and wait 11 days for a permit? Did you demand that they have a permit before they continue? I just asked them if they had a permit. And And then then they stopped for 11 days? Yes. All right. Now, see, this is getting so, so complicated. Wait till I tell you about Holloway. Hold on. I need somebody. Now, Tom Martino, the troubleshooter. Hi, Tom Martino here, 303-713-TALK, 713-8255. Now, listen, let's talk. What is, uh, what's going on in your life right now? You've got a help center going on till 4 o'clock, 303-771-HELP. Anything to do with health insurance, free information, plentiful information, especially with Medicare and supplements, Medicare Advantage, uh, anything to do with Medicaid and anything to do with independent health insurance companies. We also want to say that we have CBD with us. That means we have Panacea Life Sciences with us, and they have some very special deals going on right now I want to let you know about before we go on because these are incredible deals. How long? All day? Is it all week? How long does this go on, Jamie? Uh, It's going to last through uh, midnight tonight. Through midnight in uh, celebration of Cyber Monday. What are you doing? Uh, So we're doing 75% off on uh, our gummy line and our 15 milligram soft gels as well as our fast product, which is a sublingual tablet. But everything is expelled out on the website if they go there? That's correct. 75% off. That's massive. Yeah. That's realcbdthatworks.com. Realcbdthatworks.com. Incredible. And I'll even give out that number later on. So if you have a a pen ready, uh, I'll do it. And here's the bottom line. People ask this all the time. I don't know what to get. There's so many different products, blah, 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 blah. And, and Jamie, I hope I'm saying this right, but here's what I said. Basically, if you were assured that you had pure CBD 
full spectrum oil with you and full and and also isolate oil meaning with and without thc if you had two pure samples of the oil with thc without thc and everything in it was pure you would have something that works and anyone who went through the trouble to produce it in a pure proper way would have an equal product the oil because cbd works okay the reason panacea I say real CB that works is because they are one of the few that do it the right way. They're one of the few that do the true dosing the right way. When they say 75 milligrams, they mean it. And then as far as going on your site and being confused, they don't have to be. They can pick whatever product they want because they're all, that's what I'm getting at. They're all pure. They don't have to worry themselves about what to use. That's exactly right. We go through an extensive process to make sure that before those products go up on the website, that they contain that amount of... Uh, so even if it's a chewable or it's a soft gel, yeah. it's going to work. That's correct. It's just what what do you like is what you should ask. What do you want? Do you want a gummy that you can chew? And then the dosage is important because I notice sometimes a, a 35 will work for some people and a 75 might work or two 35s. I mean, it depends. The dosage... Is, is what you have to concern yourself with more than anything. And then what you like taking. I, I mean, is that right? That's absolutely right. What about the, con- not the controversy, but the debate between, the, the discussion, I should say, between THC and non-THC? What do you think? I mean, I personally find they both work. And I actually feel the same on both of them. So what is the big hoopla with that? Well, I mean, ha- having THC in a full-spectrum oil, and that's what you're really talking about, is a cannabidiol um, oil, hemp oil, that has a little bit of THC. Yeah. Um, it tends to be a little bit more effective for okay. people. Okay. All right. Especially when they're t- But it's only 0.3%, only 0.3%, right? It's a very small uh, percentage, correct. Mark? i got to change gears for a minute. Okay. If you're going to shift gears... I'm pissed. Okay. We can talk about it, because I, I heard you on the phone. What are you upset about? I, I'm going to sue my trash company. Why? Well, because Holloway sucks, in my opinion. What happened? Five times in a row... Our yeah. trash day's Friday. Five times in a row, it either is picked up on Saturday, Sunday, or Monday. And you know where I live. That means hauling the trash up and down my long driveway every time because we've got bears and stuff out now, there. Now, when you do – no, but when I ask you something, do you have a dumpster that stays there all week and then they pick No, they're up trash cans. Oh, they're trash. They're big trash cans. So oh. they have wheels on them. You roll them up and down. They're big trash cans. So what's the problem? Oh, you can't so, keep it so, out there if they're not going to yeah, pick so up. so five times. Now, this time what happens – after Thanksgiving, now Holloway is telling me they're not going to pick up my trash till next week. We had 25 people at our house for Thanksgiving. All right, so I'm going to sue them. So what, what? What breach of contract? Oh, definitely breach of contract. Do they have? I, I'm so sick of them. Like, so the manager calls me up. I call the owner. I had to do this about a year ago, and everything was great for a while. The owner's a great guy. Unfortunately, it's a big company. He's in California. He's got some numbskull out here, in my opinion. Is this a big company? Holloway's pretty big. Now, why is it called Holloway? Do they do construction Holloways? Yes. That's what I thought you were talking about. Yeah, they do cryptic boxes. They do everything. But out here, they should not be in the trash business. As far as residential pickup, they should not be there. So what should I do as far as money? Breach of contract's a no-brainer. What do well, you think? It's whatever it costs you to get that dumped. Yeah. You know, within reason. Well, I mean, plus all the times they've missed it or were late. 
Yeah, I mean, when they miss, when they're late, you still got the service. Do you think I'm off base on this five times, and then this time they I cancel think, it all together? Here's what I think. If it's inconvenient and you have to haul it up and down, it, it, that's a pain in the ass. I don't know if you can calculate damage. Well, they never tell you. They'll say it's Friday. So then what happens is it's still there at the end of the night. Bring it down. Bring it up Saturday. Still there at the end of the day. Bring it up Sunday. Well, they, they don't communicate. They like, don't communicate at all. If you use Holloway, at least in Colorado, you're insane. Now, of course, if it's a neighborhood and the HOA's paying for it, I bet all those guys got their stuff picked up. I feel like a big baby, but I'm so no, pissed no. right you're, now. You're saying, I, I'm going off the, I'm going but, off but the no, rails. A common complaint we get is about trash, not that, not just them. We get a lot of complaints about trash pickup, and I'll tell you why. People, uh, people want service. And one thing I have found out about trash companies, they don't communicate. A lot of them say when there's a holiday, it's always going to be a week. It's always going to be a day later. Many say a day later. Some say two days later. The point is this. What damages? The damages are calculated based on what it takes you to get it done. Really? I know. I, no, but I mean, that that's the damage. You know what sucks is I like the owner, and I know he's in a different state. I assume he runs yeah, a good ship you know everywhere else, yeah. but he's got a numbskull out here. Mark, what's your damage other than your time, which isn't well, worth anything? My well, time is at least 300 bucks an hour. It is. It's at least 300 bucks an hour. You know what? I'd like to know anyone who's ever sued for personal time and gotten it. Now, I think you can under certain circumstances. I've heard of cases where people have done that. Anyway, if anyone else has an idea on how you would calculate your damage, let me know. Also, on CBD, I, I want to know this. Uh if you say it's between, um, you know, this is an email. They said, Tom, if it's all equal, really, in effectiveness, then um, why so many products? That's a good question. You guys have a lot of choice. Some argue that it confuses them. I say just pick something you like and try it. Uh, what about the number of products? How would you come up with that? Do you, and I don't think you have that many. You have gels. You have chewables. I mean, what's the big deal, right? And you have some creams for topicals. Topicals are totally different. Right. So why? what came up? How would you come up with all the different products? So, so effectively, we've, we've got three classes of products. We've got tinctures, which are drops you put underneath your tongue. We have soft gels. And we've got a, a fast-acting uh, sublingual tablet. Now, the hey, reason wait, why wait. we came up with those yeah. is that the tablet form does not taste like a hemp oil, which no, it doesn't. Right, you can chew it, and you can chew it, and and that uh, that absorption of the cannabidiol underneath your tongue and inside the surface of your cheek is is how you get really good bioavailability, meaning okay. as much that you can get into your system. All right. What and about the gels? Works. The gels we've actually modified so they have higher bioavailability. But if you just take a competitor product and you swallow it you're not going to feel an effect. If you take our product and you swallow it, it takes a little bit longer than, than the sublingual tablets, but the bio, bioavailability in the formulation has been enhanced so that you get a very good effect over about six hours. When you say effect, what kind of effect? So what people typically will notice is that uh, if they've got an aching pain, it's kind of like taking an aspirin and ibuprofen. You'll feel that pain uh, edge start to, to go away. What gives you the good mood? Which gives you the good mood? Is what does? What in it? What is in the cannabinoid? Whether it has THC or not, right. kind of enhances moods. Um, well, enhances enhancing moods would be more of a THC function, Tom. Well, yeah, but I, I find it happens without THC. So, so it's really the cannabidiol actually alleviates your anxiety. Okay. So, so people have high stress levels. Okay. The cannabidiol does, is wonderful for right. actually making you feel more calm. Now, Nancy, we're going to not. I, I want to sum that up, but we're not taking her again. Okay. 
Nancy had the siding problem because they started the siding, for some reason suspended the siding. She got water damage. I, I want to wait to see if she even has damage. But people, even if her walls got wet and now they dry out, if you do not constantly feed mold, it will not spread and it will not remain. It will eventually die. Yeah, you kill the food source. Mold will not sustain itself. So, Nancy, the good news is if it doesn't continually get fed, then it will go away. But, Nancy, you have another problem called mitigation. If you don't do something to mitigate your problem, you can't hold the company responsible for continual damages. Do you understand what I mean? In fact, you probably are already guilty of that. You should have done something to have your house sealed before further damage. How could I have done that? Well, you know, Nancy, here's the problem. It's expected. You do it by hiring another company to finish it. You document the damages you have, and then you move on. But I'm not – look, at all I'm saying is this. Whether you like it or not, if somebody – I'm going to give you an analogy. If you have a hole in your roof or your roof is leaking, you so those damn roofers, they better fix this. My house is getting ruined. Once you say that, you have an obligation to find someone to fix it if they don't. And you only have a day or so, and, and all the damage after that is on you because you did nothing to mitigate. So you have some serious problems. First of all, they're going to claim that you stopped them from continuing the job because you wanted them to have a permit. And guess what? If you did, it wouldn't be their fault. Now, you're going to say, but wait a minute. They need to have a permit. Here's the deal. Even though legally they would need a permit, by stopping them, if you did, I'm not saying you did, if they claim you stopped them and you wouldn't let them work until they got a permit or you canceled the job, it's going to be on you. It's not as easy as you're presenting it. I wish it was, but it's not. And for everyone listening, I want you to know something. If you stop a company from doing work and they walk off the job, everything that happens after that is on you, whether you like it or not. So the very first thing we're going to do, Nancy, we have an action plan. We're going to see if you even have damage. Then we're going to see what it takes to finish. And if it takes the same amount of money to finish that a normal siding job would take, then you have nothing to worry about. If you have a lot of mitigation to do and a lot of repair to do, then that's our next step. But that's the first thing. 303-713-TALK. We're over time. We'll be right back with other calls. Hi, Tom Martino, your troubleshooter, 303-713-TALK. Listen, we got to move on to a lot of calls, and I want to let you know CBD is in the house. If you have any questions about CBD products, realcbdthatworks.com. Delilah, I'm sorry it took so long. Go ahead, Delilah. And and what I wanted to say, here's what I wanted to say about that siding thing. Uh, Daph, did you arrange to have K&H go look at it so we can see if she has damage or not? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm I'm not hearing her. So, I'm sorry. I mean, yes, they are right. going Delilah, out uh, thank, tomorrow. Thank you so much. Yes, okay, here. Delilah, I, I'm so sorry it took so long. What's going on with you? So I just have a question. Yes. Uh, maybe you can help me because yes. I've called several people. So here's the situation. I moved, me and my family, me and my husband and my four daughters moved into a house here in Centennial. And we... We came across this house. We ended up, you know, meeting these people. When did you said, move? Okay, you know, when did you move into the house? We moved in um, October 15th. And did you have a lease? No, well, y- yes and no, yes. But, but we, so what happened, 
No, I would say no. Okay, was it what so when, when you moved in? Did the landlord said move in and you can have it for six months or month to month or what? Um, this person specifically said six months. We came across this guy, and he is not even the real owner of the house. We we found this out about five days ago. Does he represent the owner? Um, Does he represent the owner? Not at all. Okay, so Delilah, you got caught in one of these scams where a guy came in. Did he take money from you? Oh, yeah, he took a lot of money from me. He was a tenant that lived here. You know what? We, we've had this we've had this happen before, Delilah, where you're told the house is for rent. They know all about the house. They let you look at the house. They take money. They leave. You're stuck. And the real landlord comes and says, what the hell are you doing in my house? Yeah, I actually contact in. It's called Invitation Homes. And I contacted them today. And, you know, I know that they they have to go do what they have to do and there's rules and stuff. But I talked to this lady and I said, hey, here's the situation. I just found out. I called you before Thanksgiving, but you guys were out. And her, she was just like. How did you wait? How did you find out? How did you find out? Uh, How did they find out about Uh, you to begin with? Well, I found out by a notice on our door. It was a 10-day notice, and it said that we have to vacate. Okay. So I was like, what the hell? Why was it, Delilah, was it, know- meant, was it meant for the old owner? How did they know somebody new was yeah. in there? No, it was meant for the old the ten, the person. The old that, tenant um, is what I meant, family. the old tenant. Delilah, yeah. is, is this invitation home, is that the name of the, the landlord? The property group, yes. Okay. They were so rude to me, though. Like, well, I just, yeah, because I you're a squatter, Delilah. In their eyes, you're a squatter. They are not going to recognize, nor do they have to recognize, anything that you have with that. For- the former tenant was a thief. He took money from you and took off. How much did he get from you in total? <sighs> he took about uh, $6,200. And I'm sorry, I'm upset. but Oh, listen, you know, Delilah, Delilah, you, your husband, and how many kids? We have four, and they want me out in two days. No, 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 no. Hold on. Do- $6,200. So that was a deposit plus how much rent? Two months. Two months rent. And will they have any mercy on you at all? Well, that's what I was trying to tell them. I said, you know, I know that, you know, you guys have no idea what's going on, but we're a family that came in this house. Is there a way that we can rent it from you or you can get our information? Yeah, well, here's what I want to know, Delilah. If they're renting out the home anyway, guys, could you help me out here? If, If they're renting out the home anyway, why wouldn't they rent to you? exactly my point okay so the former tenant for those listening the former tenant on his way out did a zing he pretended he owned the place he took the money and ran and now she thought she had a home to rent and and you it turns out you have no home it belongs to invitation homes but i still don't understand why if they know that you were a victim why won't they just rent to you that's what I'm saying. If you, Tom, if you, when I came in this house, I had the shampoo, the carpet shampooed. I had, my kids were excited. And Just four we moved kids. In because it already took us five, six months to find a house. Where were you and before this really house? Hurt. Delilah, where were you before this house? Um, we were staying, because we had to move, so we were staying in a hotel. We were spending a lot of money trying to find a house. Do, and do, we were happy that we finally found Do you and your husband have jobs? 
Yeah, well, of course, yes. <laughs> okay, no, I wonder, how much is the rent for this house? 2400 What is it really? 2400 <laughs> No, no, I mean, this guy, did, did the invitation homes tell you that it rents for 2400 So I'd like to see the lease that she signed. Which she didn't sign a lease. Oh, you just did like a handshake deal. Yeah, yeah, she didnn't do it. Oh, that's weird. But let's let's give this guy's name out too. Well, hold on. Yeah, we got to find this guy. Yeah. Um, gone this thing. But okay, give him any money, right? Yeah, sixty-two hundred dollars for anybody to flip. Delilah. Sorry, but the thing is, is I had nobody else to turn to. Delilah. No advice, and then I tried to call Tony's, and they charged me two hundred dollars. Delilah. Okay, I want to help yeah. you. I want to help you. I don't. I don't. I don't blame you for being upset. You have to take everything you own and be out of there in two days. How long were you? How you moved in October fifteenth? Yeah. Okay, so you've been there. You've been there now, um, and and you're settled in. And now they tell you to get out, but two days is unreasonable. Um, who? But I told him, no, I want to talk. So I don't know. Me. This doesn't even make good business sense. If they have a family in there that wants to rent the place, I want to talk to Invitation Homes. This is wrong. Well, I mean, maybe they simply don't qualify. They should have what is it usually three times that income? Do you guys yeah, make but if sixty eight hundred? But if they're already in Mark, if they're already in but there, they didn't ask me. Hold on. I asked them. I said, please, is there a way that you could work with me and we'll give you our Delilah, information? I, I don't understand why they report. wouldn't. If their business. If their business is renting homes, why won't they work exactly. with you? Okay. Now so I called you because now did they explain to you? Did they explain to you the person who took the money was a former tenant? No, no. But we know that it was a former tenant because in the cupboard, I we ended up finding some papers in this little shed, um, and it made sense. Now, what is that this guy? Name what, on- what is his name? Mark Wakefield. Mark what? Wakefield. How do you spell that? W-A-K-E? Yeah, Wake, W-A-K-E-F-I-E-L-D. Wakefield. And did he? does he have a cell number? He does. I have a cell phone number for him. But I can get it. I, this guy's a scumbag, but that's the least of your problems. I want to talk, or Mark or someone, we, we have to talk to Invitation Homes. Listen, I understand that technically they don't have to do anything, but we have a family. We have the holidays coming. Are, are they, they owed? Invitation Homes. Like, Invitation Homes. Her name was, was Leah. Her name was Leah, who I talked to, and she was the director. While I was so, like, desperate, I kept looking on the Internet for, like, a CEO or something. Listen, they, like, just here's the just bottom line. I'm a family. They, hold on. Kids, they, why can't you write to me? Just wait a second, Delilah. Mark, let's get all the background off this call, but here's the bottom line. Even if Invitation Homes is also a victim, and even if they're owed money by this old guy, this Wakefield, they're both victims. Why would they just be so unreasonable to Delilah if they're already in there and she's willing to at least pay something? Well, I'll give you an example why. They might not own it. They might be representing a landlord that says right. this, this, and this You're needs right. to be done You're or right. don't rent my house. And they, right. may be, right. they, they may think they're owed three months rent. You're right. Yeah, but that, that, they, they know, do they know that the old guy is gone? Yeah, I told them. I told them that no, we've been okay. in their home, and I'm sorry, but... Do they know that? Yeah, or are they even, They might think this is a scam going on by you and the and the renter, Mark. 
Mark Wakefield, they might think you're in with him. They may think that this is a scam, but we don't even know that. We don't know what they're owed. We don't know anything. We have to talk to them. Invitation homes. And as Mark said, okay, he brought something out. They might be representing actual home owners. So who owns the home? I'd like to get a legal done to find out who owns a home, but I'd like to call invitation. Daphne, call invitation. Do you understand what's going on? That the former tenant rented to them and left. I mean, he didn't have authority to rent it, but this is a family who's now victimized. So let's call. Yeah, their property management. That's exactly what's going on. Well, maybe we can talk to the property owner, but the owner probably saying we don't give a damn. We want a deposit. We want rent. We want this. We want that. Um, God almighty, this is terrible. It is terrible. And you know, like what, and I understand, I understand they have rules and I respect that, but I called them and I told them, look, this is what's happening. I made a police report. I could give it to you. Delilah, it it doesn't matter. You're not talking to the owner of the property. Here's if I'm on their website, their full blown qualifications are very strict, man. Income has to be three times. Credit score has to be over X. Criminal history has to be zero. And rental history has to have a high score or else you don't go in. That's what they're saying. Do you guys very good? Do you guys have good credit? We no No. credit means bad credit, I guess. So we don't have great credit because we don't have no credit. Okay. I just don't understand. Like, you know, I know there's people out there. There's, there is good people, but like we're moved into their house. We're good people. I have four daughters. They go down, they, there's a high school that go down the street. And my, I'm just scared. Cause it's what a scumbag. Where do we go? Where what do a, we go? Where what do a scumbag. They also need to make sure the employment's been a certain amount of time by actually pay stubs. W. Yeah, how long has your husband been employed? Um, at his job, four years. Okay, what does he do? Um, he does an erosion. Okay. He does erosion. He's like a part owner with one of the guys that owns the company. Oh, he's probably not W two then. Do you do you work? I do. I do part time because I have my daughters, so I, I right. work part time. Listen, listen, Delilah. You know, I I I know you're a victim here. You have to understand, though. Invitation Homes. They're managing this for an owner who's probably really pissed off because he probably is owed money from the previous tenant and now is told there's someone squatting in his home or her home. You know, know. this is everybody. Everybody's victimized. Everybody is victimized by Mark Wakefield. Hold on a sec. Okay, guys, this is a confusing story, but it's tragic, and it's the holidays, and and I just need to ask a few questions, and I'm going to try to help. But Delilah says she paid a former tenant. She thought he owned the place. $6,200. He took off. Now the real owners want her the hell out of the house in two days. She has a husband and four kids. She's desperate. Now, Delilah, very quickly... I don't understand, and I don't want any stories. I just need to get some basics. What was the sixty-two hundred? It doesn't make sense. Sixty-two hundred. You paid a deposit of how much? So what we did is he said that since we didn't have good credit, I don't. Okay, we we told him up. I I don't even need complete. I don't even need complete deposit. Delilah. So we gave him a. Delilah, hold on. Was the entire. Six thousand two hundred, all a security deposit. 
Um, one, well, part of it was rent, and yes, the other was Delilah. That's why. Deposit. Okay, how much was for the deposit? No sentences, even. How much? Forty-eight hundred. Forty-eight hundred was a security deposit. Yes. Forty-eight hundred for a security deposit. Okay. Then. Yes. Okay, and and that he needed forty-eight hundred for a security deposit. Um, okay, so we have sixty-two hundred, and you paid you paid forty forty-eight hundred for a security deposit. That left a balance. So, what was the balance for of fourteen hundred? So the fourteen hundred, he said he would prorate it, and that was the prorated rent for us to move in for the rest of the time. Plus, hold on. So hold on. So forty-eight hundred was a deposit, and fourteen hundred was for the rest of October's rent. Yes, and then part of it, he said, we'll call it good, and we'll we'll do the rest for the dog deposit. Hold on. All right. right. Hold on. Here's all I want to know: You paid forty-eight hundred for a deposit, and the fourteen hundred left was for a dog deposit and half a month for October. Yeah, and he said he would call it good. Plus, I have a deposit slip into his bank for an extra $3,000. Hold, hold on. And that was going to be for November. Wait, you... And I have the receipts. You all, so you gave more than $6,200. you are saying an extra three grand on top of that? Yes, in his bank account. Yes. Well, what? I don't give a damn and where I it went. So you actually paid ninety two hundred dollars. Yeah, that was just all for the security deposit. We handed him cash, and he was happy about it. And then he said the three thousand I could deposit in his account. Delilah, mm-hmm. I I don't know why this is so hard. I need to know. Every time I tell you it changes, you originally said you paid the guy 6200 Now you're telling me you paid 9200 Yes, but that was to his account and then cash in hand. Sorry. So that's my fault. But what it's- difference does that make? You paid him $9,200, right? I mean, you can't get the 3000 back, right? Well, we're not going to get any of it back. <laughs> okay. So so how did you not mention the extra 3000 you paid? How did you not even mention that? I don't know. I just... I okay. Don't know. I right. I'm, I'm sorry. And I just, that, okay. We're, so we're... And I that just, extra... There, there's a reason I was asking. So the extra 3000 you paid to him was for mm-hmm. November's rent? Yes. And and your rent was 2400 a month, though, right? And we gave him an extra 600 just to be on top of things, like to, to get ahead of ourselves. We, uh, you got to remember, we were looking for this house for five months. For I, I mean, did, okay, did, did, this did not seem the least bit strange to you at all. You got nothing in writing. You got no receipts. You got, you paid him a $4,800. No, I have receipts. All right. I have receipts and I have his account number and I have all that stuff. You I also do. Do that to the you have so an yes, ac- I do have receipts. Wait, you have an account number right now? For this guy, yes. <laughs> I went to Bank of America and deposited the money in his Wait, account. Do you also I have also, a routing yeah. number? So you have a routing number and a, you have an account number? No. I only have an account number because in order for you to go deposit money to your bank, you have to have their account number. But you, routing number is a little too personal. So we don't have a routing number. No, it's just number. the opposite. It's, it's just the opposite, Delilah. You can get a routing number to any yeah. bank by just knowing where the bank is. You know where his bank is? Yeah, I went there. It's Bank of America, and I went and deposited the money, me and my husband and my kids. <laughs> okay. 
$9,200, and and three thousand. I also have messages from him. Huh? I have messages from him telling me, "Thank you, I, hi Delilah, thank you for the deposit." And I have messages. I have everything from him before he disconnected his number or whatever he did. Is his number now disconnected? Um, he doesn't answer, so I'm not sure if it's disconnected. This could be an yeah. entire total scam where he never even lived there. He's doing this to multiple houses. Who knows? How do you know he... Oh, no, she found paperwork in the house that he lived there. People told me that he was the former tenant. I had... It was like a 1-800 number, which I don't think they were supposed to tell me, but it was like a like a, a call center before I got transferred to actually invitation homes. And they were like, oh, so you're not, do you know any, are you in any relationship to Mark Wakefield? And I so said, no. Where so were you gonna pay, I, where were you going to pay December's rent? To his account. You were going to deposit it? So you haven't yet deposited for December? No, 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 not yet for December. Okay. Because we found this out on right. the 24th. It's going to take them at least 30 days to get, get them out of there, though. You know, you can't leave in a couple days, Delilah. You can't. You got to refuse because really there's not much more. Listen, there's not much more they can do to you. Uh, do you have money to pay for December? Yes. All right. God, that's what this I was trying poor to family. This I was trying poor family. God but I was almighty. Just trying to tell them, why can't you just rent to me? I'm already well, in here. Well, here's why. People. Here's why. Because. You owe them for the last, I mean, they did, they probably did not get October's rent, November's rent, and now December. Plus, they pro, he probably owed money from before. This guy was, I got to take a break. Hi, Tom Martino here, 303-713-TALK. Okay, listen, bringing Delilah right up again. Delilah? Yeah. All right. I want to tell everyone what's happening. We're going to help you, and, and we're going to continue this tomorrow, and we're going to talk to you off the air today. For everyone listening, Delilah, her husband, this is what we know so far. We're going to verify everything. Delilah, her husband, and four kids moved into this house. The guy that rented it to him was a former tenant. He didn't even have an authority to rent it. He obviously owed money and was on his way out. Who knows? He took almost $10,000 from her like $9,200 from her for rent and deposits and then gone. The real owner of the house and the management company, Invitation Homes, and anyone and everyone call Invitation Homes and say, please resolve this problem with KHOW Radio. That's our flagship and the Tom Martino Show. I know you might be listening from all over. This family is now told to get out in two days. They've spent $9,200 getting in this home. They have to be out in two days, and these people won't even consider renting to them, she said. They're probably owed a lot of money. Delilah. Yes. Make sure we have all your contact information. Do not hang up until we get it. Um, this is thank a terrible. You, Tom, and thanks. And well, we're going to. Like do... I said, I didn't want anybody to feel sorry. I just wanted help. Like we're going to listen. Listen, we're going to try like crazy to help you.